0: Hey, but right now, let's talk a little sports. We're in the O-Zone with Ronnie O, Coach Joe, warmed up and ready to go. The O-Zone is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. They turn scrap metal into cash. All right,
1: you're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the O-Zone on Top 96.7 WLKF right here in Lakeland. And we are talking sports, so give us a call, 682 1430 that's 682 1430. Or if you're technologically inclined, you can reach us at ozone at hallradio.net. That's ozone at hallradio.net. Coach Joe, I understand there's a few basketball games going on right now.
2: March Madness continues tonight. So we've got two games live right now uh, going on. Arkansas and Gonzaga's at the half, 32 29. Arkansas leading Sweet number pig. one Gonzaga. Yeah. And uh, midway through the first half, with Villanova and Michigan, Villanova nursing a small lead right now. We'll keep we'll keep you updated as that goes on. And if there's any good buzzer beaters, we'll let you know. But Texas Tech, Duke later tonight, and then uh, Arizona and Houston. Those are two Titanic. Can I use that word? Titanic games going on this evening with with the the late window for those of us uh, who can stay up that late, which exactly. is not which is not me. I, you know, last week when the games were getting really late, I was falling asleep in the middle, You know, in the middle of them. They get they get later
1: and later. Well, you know, at my nursing home, they turn the TV off at eleven. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. yeah,
2: it's lights out for you guys. <laughs> what are you uh, up around five though? <laughs>
1: yeah. Dinners at four yeah, it's sharp, that's exactly right? Exactly
2: right.
1: Orange jumpsuit. <laughs> yes. uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh,
2: great. Grady's uh, taking care of Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. That, that.
1: <laughs> well, um, I know you're going to want to talk about this. Yes. How about the Miami Dolphins? They had <laughs> two free agent signings this weekend. They're going to have the fastest wide receiver combination in the NFL. I was a little bit surprised that the Chiefs would trade Tyreek Hill. But you know what? It, these guys, they force that stuff. It's forced because of the salary cap and stuff like that. And, you know, the— I can't wait until Aaron Rodgers starts complaining about, you didn't put enough talent around me. It's because you took up all the salary cap.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. They let Devontae Adams go uh, to the Raiders. Yeah, and He he signed a huge contract, which everybody thought was incredibly high. And then the next thing you know, here comes Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Their Chiefs at least got five draft picks out of it, so that's not too bad. But the Dolphins are really shoring up the offense, almost as important as Tyreek Hill, almost, because he is a real game-breaker. Uh, Cedric Wilson, as well. That's a lot of speed they've added to the wide receiver positions, but also that uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, Taron Armstrong. Yeah, he's really good, and they definitely needed to upgrade the offensive line. And the coach who's come in uh, has indicated that, you know, the quarterback is only a part of the offense. He needs somebody to throw to, and he needs to make sure he can still stand and there and yeah. throw because he's not getting knocked down. And I. I really am interested to see if Tua gets blocking and he's got great receivers like this to throw to him, how good he can be. Because to me, I thought he played pretty well last year. The, the game, They won nine games with him at quarterback. And they, well, they lost uh, eight, but four of them were, were games he didn't play or didn't play significantly. So uh, to me, he's a winning quarterback. And he throws a great ball. And if he has time, he can throw a great deep ball.
1: Well, you know, the, the problem with the salary cap is if you have – the curricula core of players, and you build for one year, you try and win it in that particular year, you, you can't build for the long term anymore. The salary cap's not going to allow you to do that. You know, you sign your quarterback, you don't have enough money to sign the rest of the people if he's a star like Mahomes or, you know, Rogers or some of those guys. And some of them, very few of them will do what Brady did. You know, Brady's been so smart deferring money, signing contracts for less than he could have because he knows he's got to have those people around him in order to be able to win, and uh, I, I really admire that about Brady.
2: Yeah, and he's still doing that now. The Bucks were able to sign an offensive lineman in the trade for with New England, and of course, re-sign Lenny Fournette, which uh, is huge. Getting Fournette back is is extremely important to to their future of the Bucks, who are going to make another Super Bowl run. We'll see. The Rams are going to be tough again, uh, and several other teams. So we'll have to see how that goes. But the Bucks are. Preparing. They still got a few free agents out there. Gronk's one of them. <laughs> Don't worry. He's he's waiting. <laughs> he's, he's coming. He's, he's coming. He's taking his time. And they're gonna be they're gonna be good again. So it'll be exciting around here. But the good news for South Florida fans, uh, including me, uh, the Dolphins are really building up a good offense to go with what was a very good defense last year.
1: All right. Well, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna have Florida State University director of strength and conditioning Josh Storm's with us. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF.
3: Hi, I'm Chris Shivers, two-time PBR World Champion, and you're listening to Ronnie in the Ozone.
0: Ronnie O, Coach Joe in the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7.
1: And the Ozone is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. All right. It's our distinct pleasure to have with us tonight, the director of strength and conditioning for Florida State University, Mr. Josh Storms. Josh, welcome to the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe.
4: Ronnie, Coach, how you guys doing, man? Happy to be here.
1: Man, uh, you survived. <laughs> we were taking our lives in our hands with those eight year olds hopped up on cake and ice cream the other day, and uh, it was a great pleasure to meet you and Darcy and your son Colt.
4: No, it was great. It was great. Just a little, little adversity we had to endure. No <laughs>
1: Uh, well, as Director of Strength and Conditioning, you played college football at USF. What is the most dramatic difference between when you played and what they go through now?
4: Well, I actually played at USD, University of South Dakota, is where I played. I'm I, sorry. Uh, played, played tight end there a long time ago. Um, you know, and, you know, back then that was a Division II school. So, I mean, from a Division II school in the late 90s to, to where I'm here, at here now, Florida State. That's uh, not just years apart, but that's uh, – you know, light years apart in, in you know the resources that are available to the guys now and, and all the things they have at hand here to help them reach their goals and their time they spend here in the Garment Gold.
1: You know, I know that uh, the the different programs are different for, say, a lineman versus a skill position player. Kind of give us an idea of what the difference might be in the two programs you would put those positional players through.
4: You know – you know, it, it does start, though, with, you know, all these guys are strength power athletes, you know, and there's going to be some similar things that's asked of everybody. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, the you know, what I guess I call the strength coach basics, the one-on-one stuff, you know, the bigger, faster, stronger. You know, that applies whether you're a wide out or left tackle, you know. But kind of where we, you know, start to differentiate a little bit from group to group, um, there'll be some movements in the weight room Um Looking at some, you know, prevalent injury stuff that kind of is common among, among certain position groups to make sure we're addressing those needs in the weight room. But then a lot of it really comes into our summer program and the difference in the conditioning that we'll do from what our bigs do to what our skill guys are doing. And a lot of that we really rely on, like the technology, the you know, the GPS data from our catapult system. And, you know, what do those numbers tell us about practice? What do they tell us about game day? from the, the difference in those positions I and mean, then you know we build them back to the beginning to make sure our condition our conditioning in the summertime and our speed work and all those things is preparing those guys to do their specific job when they put that helmet on across those white lines.
2: Our guest tonight, Josh Storms, he's the Director of Strength and Conditioning at Florida State University. You want to talk Some about strength and conditioning. Give us a call. 682-1430. That's 682-1430. Josh, uh, Coach Joe here. Um, This time of year, we're in March right now. uh, Spring practice is uh, started in in some schools or just getting underway. Uh, With respect to strength and conditioning, uh, what sort of things are the athletes, the football players specifically, supposed to be doing right now?
4: You know, right now, you know, we just wrapped up practice number six tonight out of our 15. Um, you know, for us, you know, our typical spring ball practice schedule, we'll practice on Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday, and then the scrimmage on Saturdays. Um, and so then on our in-between days, our Monday, Wednesday, Friday, those are our training days, um, we'll, we'll, we'll lift those guys that day, then they'll have, obviously, their position meetings and those things. Um, you know, from a programming standpoint, you know, we're, this isn't a full-blown, you know, uh, in-season program we're going to run this time of year, but it's also not going to be quite as intensive as we would be, you know, in the winter program or the summer program. You know, so for, from, a, you know, from a percentage standpoint, you know, we'll still get pretty heavy. Uh, we're going to keep that volume down low to keep the trade response right, make sure those guys can still go out and perform at a high level on those Tuesdays, Thursdays, and especially on Saturdays out there in Doke.
2: You know, I'm curious. In the in the old days, uh, the days that uh, Ronnie and I remember, uh, kids would come out of high school pretty scrawny, and it would, especially linemen and those positions of strength like that. It would take a year or two before they could be big enough to handle the the grind of college football. Uh, but nowadays, with the academies and your private schools and your private coaching, better facilities, are are kids now coming more ready to play strength-wise as freshmen?
4: You know, it's a little bit, you know, we kind of get guys that are across the board. You know, we'll have, we'll have guys that came up with, a, you know, a great high school strength coach or maybe a great, you know, private facility or personal trainer or whatnot they worked with. And, and we'll we'll get guys, too, that have never seen the inside of a weight room hardly ever before. Um, And, you know, for us, you know, kind of what a guy is coming in, you know, it matters, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's getting a guy in the fold of the program. You know, no matter what he did in high school, you know, it's going to be different as he transitions into a college program just from the – the year-round rigors and the consistency and how it comes wave after wave, day after day. You know, which maybe at high school, you know, was train hard for a couple of weeks and then you know, kind of back off for a little bit, or maybe you played the maybe you play the spring sport or a different sport or whatnot. Whereas you get to college, it's 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 year-round training, and, and that's the biggest adjustment for most guys coming in.
1: Josh, one of the things that I've heard is I've, when you get a new strength coach at a school, you may hear, "Well, the previous coach, we were trying to get power and bulk." Now we're going for explosion and speed. Are those, are there more categories? Which one do you fall into? What are you accentuating at Florida State?
4: I mean, I think if you're good at this job, you better be going for everything, um, to be honest. (laughs) Um, You know, but, you know, the the thing is, anytime you change from from one strength coach to another strength coach, it's going to be different for the kids. The terminology is different. The type of training is different. The expectation is different. And it doesn't mean it's, Better, worse, equal, or otherwise—it's just different, you know. So there's always going to be an adjustment period when when you come in and you take over a new program and you take over a new group of 120 guys, and you know they start to acclimate to your way and whatnot. And so you know the transition usually you find there. And you know sometimes people now, I would draw a conclusion that they think you know strength coach X he just did this, and you know the new guy he only does this. When when really at the end of the day, most guys out in this profession are doing a pretty good job running a pretty well-rounded program, you know give or take, with some individual, you know,
2: differences and philosophies and whatnot. Uh, Josh, you've been doing this now long enough to be able to tell uh, what works and what doesn't. Uh, but in terms of facilities, you know, we hear this a lot in recruiting, you know, about the the need to keep up facility-wise. And uh, a lot of times we've heard about the Gators' need for certain things and FSU needs for certain things in order to keep up with Alabama and Georgia uh, in terms of the state of the facilities uh, that, that you work with now, uh, how are they? Are they better now, or is, is there more that you want to see done?
4: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's not about keeping up with, you know, the Joneses around the country You know, anymore with the growth of high schools and stuff. I mean, you know, you recruit a kid from IMG, and, you know, you want to show him the better facility than what he's in already when he comes to your campus. You know, so, <laughs> Yeah, anymore, IMG
2: it's, spectacular, it's, man. <laughs> you know, and,
4: and, and there's and to be honest, that, that that's one of, on a long, long list of high schools with great facilities. Um and so it's not just about keeping up, you know, with uh with the other, you know, powers across college football, you know, anymore now, like you're competing with high schools as well. Um, you know, when we got here, uh, you know, we knew we needed uh, to undergo a renovation here in the, the Weight Room in the Moore Center. Um you know, we spent, you know, about $1.2 million uh, in the facility here. Kind of, we got most of the renovation done last July, kind of from the end of the summer program to the beginning of the camp. Um, That's put us in a great spot. You know, we have a great facility here now, you know, within the existing footprint, you know, of of, of the old room. But, you know, talking about looking for the future, I mean, it won't, it won't be long. You know, you've seen the plans and stuff for the football facility here. And what's coming as those dates come closer you know, you're a step up from a very, very nice facility that we're in now to, to one of the finest in the country here in the not-so-far-off not so future.
1: Josh, one of the things I want to ask you about, I won't ask you to talk about any of the Florida State players, but this isn't your first stop with Coach Norvell. You've been with him for a while. and Can you think of somebody that maybe just made some dramatic increases as a result of the time they put in in the strength and conditioning programs and made themselves a player?
4: Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of guys, a lot of players. you know, at all stops. I think every school has got you know guys you can tell you can tell that story about you know, and you know, it, it's sometimes hard to talk about individual guys because you know that it's so short. So many other guys will have that same story, you know. Um, you know, I, th- I think a good just guys kind of in the in the in the news and stuff right now I'm talking about from a previous stop, uh, Calvin Austin from the University of Memphis, uh, the wide receiver uh, just ran four three six at the combine wow. the other week. And you know, he was a guy that came in that came into college as a hundred and forty seven pound track guy. Uh, that you know, that you know, brought himself a guy up into the up into the low one seventies, uh, when he was still running track, became a two time all American at that point in track and field when we left there in two thousand nineteen. And a guy that continued that hard work and that success for the rest of his career to put himself in a position now to kinda, you know, achieve that childhood dream that, that all these guys have of hearing your name called on draft day. Well, Josh and, you know, we got...
2: Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say we really appreciate the fact that you were able to, to join us here for a little while tonight. Uh, I, I guess the, the last question I want to have is you now you're in the middle of spring, spring practice, uh, and yes. it, that the spring game is coming up when?
4: April
2: 9th. Okay, so April 9th. Now, right after the spring game, do they, is there a short break? Do you get them right back into it on the, on the strength and conditioning?
4: So we'll, we'll, we'll have that spring game uh, here on April 9th as a Saturday. Um, we'll train that Monday. We'll have one last practice. We'll have our 15th practice that Tuesday. Um, we'll wrap up the rest of that week training, and then we're getting into finals week. So then, you know, we kind of get into the time where, where it's, it's uh, you know, what's considered, uh, you know, from a compliance standpoint, is discretionary time, where some of the few times of the year we kind of operate off of open hours. You know, those guys are wrapping up academics, and then once academics are wrapped up, they're headed home for a couple weeks, and then uh, summer school starts back up. Uh, the, kind of the end of the first week of May is when summer school starts back up. And then shortly thereafter, that we'll start our summer program. And from there, we're off in Boland all the way through into camp into January.
2: Wow! It's, it's just it just rolls on. Josh Storms, the director of strength sure and conditioning at FSU, joining us tonight. We really appreciate you being in the Ozone with us. Hey, good luck coming up this season, and we'll uh, we'll be looking forward to to uh, watching FSU and watching these players develop. Thanks so much, Josh. Bye.
1: Appreciate yep, it, Josh. On. All right. Absolutely. All right. Josh Storms, the strength and conditioning director there at Florida State University. We really appreciate him. I'm ready to go hit the gym as soon as the show's yeah. over. <laughs> now,
2: man, I'm fired back up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No doubt about
1: it. Coach Joe, give us an update on the, the basketball.
2: Uh, okay, this is a three-point Villanova lead over Michigan at halftime. The uh, second half has begun with Arkansas and Gonzaga. Uh, three and a half minutes into the second half, Arkansas continues to lead by three points. Now it's 39-36. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. Gonzaga is the number one seed in the entire tournament. But Arkansas, the lone remaining SEC team, and a year that had such high hopes for SEC basketball, has been underwhelming, uh, to say the least. Uh, and that... Uh, Reminds me of something that we discussed a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you you know, a lot of people got some people got mad at me or at our guests or at you ronnie because we said you know mike white's in trouble at uf yeah and it's not because we wanted him to be or anything like that you know we our audience relies on us to keep track of what's going on and to analyze the situation just like with dan mullen you could see the bottom was falling out of yeah. the uf program and it wasn't because we were demanding that it happened it just but it was and so we had to tell it like it is and sure enough um you know mike white left on his own he wasn't fired but the gators didn't exactly try to keep him and it appears that they were already looking for his replacement yeah. <laughs> the fact that they found uh todd golden so so quickly uh, afterwards uh, it kind of tells you what what you you know what was the s- status of the program and the reason mike white left because it was a lateral move he went from the gators program to a, a decrepit georgia basketball program where mediocrity there is going to be celebrated yeah, And, you know, the Gators, a lot of people were thinking, well, you know, they're not doing that bad. They're OK. Why are we getting on Mike White, who's been winning games and making the tournament? And the reason that I kept pointing out, Ronnie, was because they had fallen into mediocrity in the conference, the place where they were competing directly. They'd gone to ninth place, and of their nine conference wins, only one of them was uh, uh, against a team that was uh, ranked ahead of them. All their wins were against the real bottom feeders in the SEC, and some of those they were lucky to pull out. So that That's what the Gator program had become, and I don't think it's unrealistic or even unfair that if a coach is going to make as much money as a coach like Mike White was making, he's making about $4 million a year, I don't think it's unreasonable to have expectations, and he had seven years to coach the team.
1: See, I totally and, agree with you. When you start paying that kind of money, <clears throat> the loyalty is out the window on both sides of the equation.
2: Well, it's not so much loyalty. I mean, he was given a long <clears throat> chance to run the program. He's not entitled to be the coach there, you know. And, and if and if he's not living up to the expectations, is it unrealistic to expect that we should have an excellent basketball program? Maybe not win the national title every year, but shouldn't we be a contender year after year, at least in the conference?
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and that's what I mean by loyalty is when you're paying that much money once. You, you're paid that much money to win big. And, you know, if you want to go somewhere else, go ahead. And it really saved Florida a lot of money. It saved them an $8 million buyout, and Georgia's got to pay them $1 million for taking him away while he was still under contract. So I think it's $250,000 a year for the next four years is the way it's going to yeah. be paid. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. Okay. We're going to listen to Kim Commando when we come back. We'll be talking a little more basketball after we talk to Mr. Eddie Rojas, who is in charge of the NIL program, name, image, and likeness for the University of Florida. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF.
0: We are talking sports in the Ozone. Talk Radio 96.7. The Ozone is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. They turn scrap metal into cash. Right, Ronnie O. All
1: right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. And it's a distinct pleasure to have with us former Gator pitcher Eddie Rojas, who is now in charge of UF's Name, Image, and Likeness program. Eddie, welcome to the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe.
3: Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, First of all, let's
1: talk about Name, Image, and Likeness. What is that?
3: So uh, name, image, and likeness, a law that passed July 2021, is allowing uh, student-athletes to do something that I wasn't able to do 20 years ago when I was playing for the Gators, uh, is to be compensated on their name, image, and likeness. Uh, Some of us might remember the old NCAA video game uh, that they launched years ago, EA Sports, and uh, it canceled around 2013. Uh, because they were using names like Tebow and all these great players. And uh, unfortunately the college athlete, student athlete wasn't allowed to be compensated. Uh, Even though they draw millions and billions of dollars um, to others, they were never able to be compensated for it. So this law passed Darren Heitner, who is our lawyer, uh, authored the law in the state of, in the state of Florida. And um, it's just such an exciting time in college sports. Um, Um, and uh, it's just a great opportunity uh, for student-athletes to actually be compensated.
1: Eddie, now, how is your organization, you're not a direct employee of the University of Florida, is that correct? You're affiliated.
3: Yeah, that that is correct. Uh, Actually, uh, most name, image, and likeness companies are are actually all are not affiliated with the universities. They're outside the universities. Uh, They uh, they operate as in, uh, independent entities. We don't compensate the athletes based on their on the field sports either. Uh, it's really just about the individual. Uh, so, as an example, you got a great athlete like Jervon Dexter, but Jervon Dexter is worth uh, you know money for uh, you know for bubble gum companies and pizzerias and things like that. But we're not affiliated with the university. Uh, We do work alongside the university. We have a great working relationship with Florida Gators, uh, the University Athletic Association, and everyone in the university. uh, But we're not affiliated with them. um, And uh, so everything we do operates uh, completely independent of them. But I'm I'm happy to report that we have roughly about 80 student-athletes currently under NIL contract at the University of Florida. Um, And this is a very competitive field now. Um, NIL is going to um, you know, for, for, for better or for worse, in our case, for better, it's going to reshape uh, college, college sports in a lot of ways. Um, student athletes are going to be looking for uh, opportunities to make money on their name, image, and likeness. For many of them, this is their earning years. So, um, you know, a lot of them not going to the NBA or Major League Baseball or NFL. So this might be the opportunity for, for them to actually be compensated uh, for their amazing ability to play at the highest level of college sports.
2: We're talking tonight with Eddie Rojas, former Gator pitcher. We're talking about the name, image, and likeness, the game changer in college sports, 682-1430, 682-1430, if you want to join in on the conversation. Eddie, Coach Joe here. I wanted to ask you that, you know, the Gator Collective was uh, one of the groundbreakers in this area, uh, but uh, and other schools have now started to copy that. But the, there's no one – like you said, it's competitive, right? There's no one uh, organization that can do this. Uh, the, uh, collectives can, can organize as, as many as, as they want and, and compete with each other for the student-athlete. Isn't that true?
3: That's exactly right. And As you stated, we are the, we are the first to do it this way. Um, and I've actually we've gotten calls from many universities and people outside the universities asking us how we're working it and doing. We're very blessed at Florida uh, to say that you know our business model, what we're doing at the Gator Collective, uh, while others are are you know trying to mirror it, I will say we have a very, very impressive group of individuals at Florida, alumni, fans alike, with very specific skill sets that allow us to do what we do. Um, It is extremely competitive. It's going to be um, a a major factor in whether or not teams can compete on moving forward. Um, You know, when money enters the game or enters the building, it typically doesn't leave. Now, regulation and um, bad actors and folks that have bad intentions, unfortunately, they will find their way into it, and some have. However, uh, we at the Gator Collective, we want to do things right, and that was one of the first things. And I think that's one of the reasons why we have such a great working relationship with the University Athletic Association, uh, as we are partnered with Gator Properties now. Uh, if you're going to Gator games next year, if Gator football games, you'll see some advertisements about us, um, because one of the first things I wanted to do as a former Gator baseball player and an alumni, and a bull Gator today, is I wanted, to, you know, I wanted to make it very clear that we're going to do this, but we're going to do it right. Compliance leads. Uh, leads the way with everything we do. We hired uh, the best lawyer in the business to make sure that all of our contracts, all of our procedures, everything we're doing from soup to nuts as an organization is going to be done the right way. And one of the neat parts about us is, and I do want to talk about this as we kind of dive in, peel back the onion on this, is what makes us special? What is our secret sauce? And, you know, this is a, this is a show at a Lakeland, so I'm, I'm okay saying it. You know, what kind of what we do that makes us different. But I will say that compliance doing things the right way. it is a competitive field um, and, and we are we are growing rapidly, but we're doing it the right way. and I love that you know and a lot of programs you'll hear a lot of lofty numbers out there. oh they're doing eight million here or 30 million there and it's uh, it, it, there's a lot that goes into this um, and there's a lot of things that have to be done to do it the right way. So I would say for those that are hearing those numbers, be very skeptical if you didn't read the contract, you don't know what's going on there um, at first. But uh, I can assure all Gator fans out there that we're doing it the right way. And,
1: you know, that, that's a great point. We've heard that it seems like I guess one of the, the if there is a rule, the the primary rule is it's not supposed to be an inducement to play sports at that particular school or as part of the recruitment. And it seems like some schools are either skirting or just flat out ignoring that rule. And I know the University of Florida has not put up with that stuff as far as under the pay under the table payments previously what 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 can you tell us about that
3: are there schools doing that um i don't know what other schools are doing i don't i would not I, i won't speculate on what they're doing i will say that um in order to have an nil contract at the university of florida we make sure you're enrolled first um now, it is not illegal for recruits to reach out to us and, and, and want to learn about the Gator Collective. That's not an illegal practice. They can, they can learn about us from an informational standpoint uh, and, and other NILs, and that's completely fine. Informational, general, tell me about your company, what you're doing, I'm just curious. That's fine. What is illegal, as I understand it, and our lawyers have directed us, is um, a pay-to-play, right? Right. Um, uh, an inducement, you come to our school, we'll pay you X. That's where the line is crossed, right? And so um, we would never go there because, honestly, you don't have to go there. <laughs> uh, players talk to players, right? We had a big recruiting weekend um, or, or week this week. Today tonight, today was even a big recruiting day. You know, we have great athletes, Anthony Richardson, Jervon Dexter, that are talking to the players that are considering Florida, uh, Saibo Torrance, uh, who even yesterday, uh, one of the recruits coming in just tweeted out, hey, I'm going to Gainesville tomorrow. Well, Cybo Torrance is one of our great offensive linemen that chose to go to Florida over just about every school in the country wanted him. And he's one of our NIL guys. And he, he tweeted right back to the guy. He said, if you're coming in, let me give you some information about the Gator Collective. And so the, the weird part for me as a CEO of the Gator Collective is you could do things the right way. Let, let, the, let your ambassadors be the current student-athletes completely legal for them to talk to current, uh, to recruits. And that will do the trick. As long as you're taking care of the athlete, you're doing the right thing. And I think what makes the Gator collective so unique is that it's not just the pay because you're Jervon Dexter or you're Anthony Richardson. It's pay to actually work in the media and entertain the fans. You know, one of the big things as a Gator fan myself is we never really got to know, Major Wright personally, or Tim Tebow personally, or Percy Harvin personally, right? We, we got, we, we cheered for them on the field, but we never really had opportunities to speak to them. And what's nice about the NIL environment is the Gator Collective puts on events where fans get to actually interact with the players, right? We have players calling kids on their birthdays. We have players joining Twitter Spaces event for absolutely free for the fans to join. We have paywall events at thegatorcollective.com as well. Uh, where, where fans can come in and it's like, it's like a Zoom where you're a fan and you're with your kid sitting on the couch and you're talking to Anthony Richardson. and My kid wants to be a quarterback too. And, and I want to ask you a question. So it really, you know, I get the chills thinking about, like, we didn't have these moments even a year ago because we were always told, oh, you can't really talk to the athlete, stay away from the athlete, you know, kind of thing. But now we, we, we get to actually find out that Derek Wingo has an amazing personality. You guys would love him on your show. Uh, hey, Devin I wanted Moore. to ask
2: you about that, yep. uh, Eddie. In, in terms of how it works in practice, the Gator Collective, uh, it's, it's a private organization, like you said, and so, so you sort of pay to be a member of it, and then as a result that you get access to, to the players for different events, or is, is that sort of how it works?
3: That's exactly how it works. You go to thegatorcollective.com, you commit now. You could commit for as little as $6 a month, uh, we do everything from raffled events, where you win an opportunity to go to a indoor football facility barbecue that we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was beautiful. We had Shannon Snell, right? Um, yeah, he's know, been for, on our show before. Great guy. Right, great guy. He was like, hey, I'm going to cook relationship ribs. We invited <laughs> a bunch of families. You know, so so the players eating relationship ribs, playing catch in the indoor football facility, hanging out with the fans for three hours. We had a a tailgate outside of a basketball game with football players. Um, We have golf tournaments coming up. Uh, We we've uh, raffled off custom shoes and signed footballs and um, and all kinds of events where these guys can actually entertain. You know, one of the real cool parts that I love is seeing those videos when a kid's getting his first phone because he earned it because his parents think he's responsible enough to have his first cell phone. Yeah. And the first thing he sees is a video from De- Jervon Dexter telling him congratulations on getting his first phone and happy birthday, you know. And so there's, th- these are all NIL deals. These are all individual. Uh, they work. They get compensated for doing what we ask them to do. And we, we get to be basically the event coordinator between the player and the fan to make sure that the fan had an amazing experience. So it's just really fun to be part of that.
2: And we really appreciate you being on the show, Eddie, and it's been fun for us talking to you today. Uh, Now to be a part of the Gator Collective or to contact you, what's the best way to do that?
3: Yeah, thegatorcollective.com. You go to thegatorcollective.com, you uh, could, could commit immediately right there. Uh, we did it at $6 a month because my wife's favorite venti latte coffee was $6 a month, uh, uh, $6 a day. So I said, if I can afford to do $6 a day. Maybe most fans can afford to do $6 a month, but believe it or not, if we get, we get 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 fans to become that, We can write some really nice deals for our favorite athletes. Let's get winning national championships again at Florida. And that's what, that's what it's all about. And just creating a great culture. So I appreciate the, uh, the buying guys.
1: Thank you so much. And, uh, Good luck with it, Eddie. We'll uh, be back with you before you know it.
3: All right. Appreciate it. Thank you again. Thanks, All Eric. right.
1: Bye. Uh, you're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe, on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we might just have a $30 gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House for you to go out and eat and drink on us. Hello. This is Lakeland's own front row Joe Nemechek, and you're listening to
2: Ronnie Ocean on the Ozone.
0: Ronnie O, Coach Joe. In the ozone, and the ozone tonight is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. They turn scrap metal
1: into cash. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe, back in the ozone. I can hear your stomachs growling. I know your fingers are can't wait. You're itching to dial that number because you know we're about to give away that thirty dollars gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. Well. We've got another easy question for you. We always make them easy so you can win and go out there and eat $30 worth on us. The University of Florida just hired the University of San Francisco's basketball coach, Todd Golden. On this date in 1956, the University of San Francisco Dons won their second of back to back national championships in basketball, led by William Felton Russell, the man I believe is the greatest basketball player of all time, and K.C. Jones. Yeah, he's okay. yeah he wasn't bad. <laughs> And uh, Carl Bolt, who also played for the Detroit Pistons, in those two years that they won back to back, they were twenty nine and zero and twenty eight and one. Their coach was Phil Wolpert. Well, our question is this: What professional team did Bill Russell play for? Was it A. the Celtics, B. the Miami Heat, or C. the Detroit Pistons? 682, 1430 is the number to call. That's 682-1430. And, of course, all you got to do is give us a call if you haven't won in the last six months, and you'll be going out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. They're located at 5650 South Florida Avenue, and they have over 40 strategically located television sets. You can watch your favorite game on any of those 40 sets. And I'll tell you what, it's the place to go for March Madness because they've got so many television sets and they have drink and meal specials every night of the week. Coach Joe, I think you've got an update for us from the basketball.
2: Yeah, we you got uh, the games are coming down the stretch. the first two games of the night here in the Sweet 16? Arkansas leading 56 48 over Gonzaga. There's 707 to go. Uh, the game will not end before we're done. So you can f- continue listening to us and then catch the end of the game, which is on CBS. And the uh, and the other game, Villanova continues to lead Michigan now midway through the second half, 43 to 37. So uh, we've got. Uh, Two games that are fairly close, but keep an eye on the Arkansas-Gonzaga game, upset alert. The only remaining SEC team in the competition, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Hey, Ronnie, have you, uh, I don't know, you probably don't get HBO, but uh, you're missing a treat if you haven't seen Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. I won't be watching that. (laughs) Three episodes in. I know you're not a big Lakers fan, but it's amazing stuff. They've concentrated so far in 1979, just after Jerry Buss bought the team and drafted Magic. And uh, Jerry West has just quit as coach, so we're they're into the uh, you're, you're, they're about to get uh, McKinney as the coach. So that's where they are in the in the series. And I don't know if they're going to do much more than the first year of that dynasty this season. But they just finally introduced the Pat Riley character, played by Adrian Brody, and uh, and, and apparently in 1979, Pat Riley looked like a you know a, a malnourished homeless guy. <laughs> He, he does not look like the slick-back Armani suit-wearing guy that we know and love watching him coach uh, the Lakers, then the Knicks, then the Heat. And uh, it's, uh, it, it's great if you get a chance to watch it. I, I'm enjoying every second of that. I love stuff like that. What can I say?
1: All right. <laughs> six, eight two fourteen thirty. if you haven't won in the last six months. We've got another easy question for you to win that $30 gift certificate to Miller's Lakeland Alehouse. What professional team did Bill Russell play for? He could have played for the Lakers, the Heat, the Detroit Pistons, the Boston Celtics. Which one of those teams did he play for? Six eight two fourteen thirty. That's easy. Come on you got to know that one. Michael Chiklis plays Red Arback in that show.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> munching on the cigar and just taunting Jerry Buss going out like, Lakers <laughs> are never going to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and apparently Jerry West is tormented by all the times they were beaten by the Celtics throughout the 60s <laughs> and early 70s <laughs> to the you point know. where he's he's gone mad. <laughs> it's actually amazing to watch.
1: You know, Bill Russell actually was drafted by the St. Louis Hawks in Arback. Worked a trade with them to get Russell. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Jim Laskatov is a, <laughs> I think, is the guy that they traded to get the rights to Bill Russell. That's as
2: pretty good. Well, who did we have on the show from that era? Uh, Homer, was it uh,
1: Bailey? Uh, Bailey Howe. Uh, Bailey Howe, yeah. Was he was the father in law of the Gators athletic director, Scott Strickland. But we've also had Sam Jones, who Bill Russell mm-hmm. won 11 championships in 13 years. Sam Jones is second in NBA history with 10. He retired before Russell won that final championship. And what team did he win it for? 6-8-2, 6 you 2 14 You should know if you've been listening to this conversation.
2: Exactly. We're, we're all but giving away the answer. Yeah. Come on, this is easy money and a chance to go to the Lakeland Alehouse with $30 already in hand. I mean, you, you're going to be in great shape if you can do that. You're going to have a nice meal, and you can bring a friend and everything, too, and watch some great games with the 40 strategically located TVs. There, there you go. And uh, Dax and the gang will take good care of you. Our, our good friend, the general manager, Jorge, he'll be out there. You know, he's an FSU fan, but we like him anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, you could eat like you were Eric Clark, you know. (laughs) Eat like a king, like the king, Eric Clark. There there you go. There you go. We've got somebody that's hungry and thirsty on the line. I can just feel it. They are hungry. They're thirsty. And we are curing hunger one person at a time here in the Ozone. We want to give this away. We need to give this away. We absolutely need to do this. So, it's kind of like the Jerry Lewis telethons of the <laughs> olden days. <laughs> Darrell, how you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Fantastic. you hungry and thirsty?
3: Uh, just a little bit.
1: All right. There you go. That's the kind of guy we want. Darrell.
2: We like hungry listeners.
1: There you go. What NBA team did Bill Russell play for?
4: The New York.
1: Who, who's that? New York. You said the Boston Celtics. That's what I thought you said. You are our winner tonight. You are our winner tonight. I um, Yeah, if you'll hang on the line, we'll get your information, and we'll send you out to the Ale House with that $30 gift certificate. He did play for the Boston Celtics, but we're at the end of the show. We wanted to give it away, and you're a lucky man. How about that?
3: Hey, you Thank
2: must have you. been thinking about Bernard King, right, Darrell?
1: Yeah. Have you ever been at <laughs> yeah. the Ale House? Uh-huh. Have you been to the Ale House? No. All right. Well, you're in for a treat, let me tell you that. So um, hang on the line. Eric will get your information, and we'll send you out to the alehouse, and you can eat and drink $30 worth on us. How about that, Darrell?